Vibrations Podcast Part 3, Leader Key Wine Merchants. Hi, I'm Gary Brightman and this is my weekly podcast called Vibrations. Vibe is a book and music shop situated on Lantau Island in Hong Kong and established in 2018. In this week's episode we talk about the logo competition update, what's been going on over the last week, the music section, the book section, an interview with sole leader of Leader Key Wine Merchants, and finally a shout out to a local Lantau business. We're now three weeks into the competition to design a logo for Vibrations podcast based on our existing Vibe logo. Offering 500 Hong Kong dollar prize, so far we have three contestants, so not much competition if you fancy branding our podcasts. If you wish to enter, simply email me at vibehk at icloud.com and I'll send you the Vibe logo and you'll have until the 3rd of October to submit your entry. So, what's been happening at the shop over the last week? I'm afraid I'm having to call a concessions amnesty at the moment. With 52 concessions to track, I need to take a long hard look at what is selling and what is taking up space. Having done this, I can look at stocking some maybe new and exciting types of products. Many thanks go to Chi Man Yun for picking up on me for the Apple Daily I Love Hong Kong video. I was first interviewed at the shop and then at home last Friday and again on Monday of this week in Sham Shui Po. I supplied some wedding photos and early Hong Kong pics and the resulting video is available today on Apple Daily, Vibe Facebook, my website, Instagram, LinkedIn and email group. She worked very hard on it and I'd say the results are excellent apart from maybe the subject matter. The music section. We probably have a thousand rock, pop, indie and Asian vinyl albums and another thousand classical and jazz albums catering for all tastes. Also a large stock of music-based Blu-rays at very affordable prices. The only stock I actually buy for the shop are vinyl albums. So, if you're fleeing Hong Kong, why not run them by me first? We must have 4,000 music CDs now, and many donated in fileless storage cases. These cater for every taste in music, including some rarities. So I've started to make them more accessible to browse through. Why not come and see what I've done in my own OCD way? The book section. We have an increasing number of both classics and history books. A large collection of Asia literature, including travel base. Something for you to read in the absence of actually going anywhere this year. We have self-help and health books coming out of our ears. Something that has to be seen to be believed. And finally, a vast and fast-growing Chinese book section to cater for all ages and tastes. And now for the interview with Solomon Leader of Leader Key Wine Merchants in Moi Wo. I'm here today at Leader Key Wines with my good friend and fellow Moi Wo retailer, Solomon Leader. We're seated in his retail outlet. Basically, turn right out of the Moi Wo ferry pier and it's 30 seconds walk up the road. The shop is Hong Kong Bijou, open fronted with a tasting area, wine racks, a storeroom and a wine barrel outside. Oh, and the company delivery bicycle in Leader Key livery. A blackboard outside the shop recommends to better call Sol. For what it's worth, one of my favourite wine sayings is wine, because it's not good to keep it bottled up. Sol, how's it going, mate? Well, I'm pretty thirsty, so let's raise a glass and have a sip first. 
What are we drinking? A nice, very summery rosé from uh, north of Italy. Mm. An ex- excellent value, home guzzler for just $69. Excellent, very good. I can see how this interview is going to go. What made you start the wine import business? Well, I used to travel a lot, uh, especially with my wife, who is a flight attendant. So we had this opportunity to travel around the world. So I wasn't really much of a wine drinker to begin with, but I had the opportunity to go to all these exotic places, especially in Africa. So we particularly like South Africa. And after being there a few times, we realized that uh, it was an excellent country to visit, uh, not to mention the excellent vineyards, wineries, and all the uh, natural beauty of the country. So we fell in love with the place. We kept going back on a yearly basis. And after a few years, we realized that uh, the wines are of exceptionally good quality and, and good value. Therefore, I started thinking about whether I can bring uh, some of these wines back to Hong Kong to share my friends initially uh, and, and family. So did you have any uh, experience of uh, wines from other parts of the world, you know, France, New World's wines, Italian wines before you drank the South African wine or did you just feel it, fall in love with that straight away? I think it's the, the surrounding countryside, the people as well, that adds to the experience. So yes, I did tra- travel to many of the wine, wine, uh, wine regions, um, to for example, Australia, New Zealand, so Central Europe, France, of course. But uh, I traveled all these places, but I never found a, found a country which has quite the uh, unique mixture of the uh, openness, friendliness, uh, and the, this uh, great environment, which I really enjoy. So when was this? 26th of March 2015. That was my last day of my last paying job in, in a shipping firm in Hong Kong. That was also, I remember that day because it was Friday of Rugby Sevens uh, at that year. <laughs> so I went to the Sevens and then quit my job. And then me and my wife started two years of backpacking around the world. So during this time, we also visited many places and countries and just to, just to see the place in um, relax, chill out, and just think about what we want to do for the future. There was no fixed plans at that time, but uh, the more we traveled, the more I realized that, the more I enjoyed uh, drinking wines, uh, and also on my return to Hong Kong sporadically in between, uh, I realized that uh, Hong Kong wasn't very well uh, served by what was to offer in in these other uh, interesting exotic countries. So after a while, I thought that when I returned to Hong Kong, uh, when I need to get some when I need to make some money to to pay for the holidays and and backpacking trips that uh, I could try my hand at actually importing these wines back to Hong Kong to to at least share with my friends if not then uh, to to try to make some money out of it. Okay, so nobody in your family had any experience of it, there's no no sort of heritage there, it was purely just you you went for it on on a whim and there was a a space in the market and um, Absolutely. Um, a family of alcoholics, but they all didn't drink wines. <laughs> um, so I was a, sort of the odd one out. So I did uh, the, the WSCT courses up to about diploma level. And thereafter, I uh, again went on backpacking and, and holidaying and, and site visits to, to the vineyards and actually learned more from them. Okay. Because weren't you legally trained um, before that? or? Yes, but that's all forgotten now, so I'd rather not go back to that class. (laughs) (laughs) But it could come in handy, should you be sued by anybody with any issues on the wine, I guess. Yeah, I know some good lawyers. (laughs) Okay, cool, mate. So, um, you know, that's going back to sort of 2015. Um, What were your first moves then, really, when you came back and and you thought, I'm going to set up a business here? 
initially tried my hand in, in import, starting up a company, importing wines from uh, South Africa exclusively, and then uh, because I had didn't have the uh, necessary funds or experience, so I started selling it uh, via an online platform back in around 2017. Okay. So you were managing to source it okay? You, you kept those contacts up with South Africa there? or? Yeah, I keep going back there. That's why I enjoy what I do because the, the main underlying theme is that I get to travel, to go to these places direct, to speak to the, 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 the wine farm owners, the people who work on the farms, make the wines, people who own those properties, so I can speak to them directly and taste the wines and actually uh, get a, get a better understanding of what's going on, get a better deal. So uh, yes, I started off with uh, a few contacts I had who, whose wines I really liked I thought would, uh, would be well received in Hong Kong. Okay. And, and of course, I, I guess there's one big positive for Hong Kong is that there's no import duty, I believe, on wines and no taxation. Yeah, is that's that, that, that is correct. Let's go on to, you know, what are the wines that you sell here predominantly? The underlying theme of what I do, it's uh, value. So um, whatever wines I sell here tends to be a, a great value at every price point. I don't tend to go for the uh, ultra high-end wines. But my my sort of uh, collection here, the shop, it ranges from about $69 to most expensive bottle, about $399. And uh, most of it's somewhere in between. So I try to offer excellent value from countries which I find at the time being offers good value for, for their products. So what I do have is uh, quite a lot of South African wines. And also I've expanded to, to a range of uh, Italian wines. And on top of that, also do a range of sherries, which I personally believe to be the most undervalued uh, drink in the world. Yeah, I must admit, I love sherries, and I've kind of grown up really with the Christmas sherry. You know, it's it's a very well, I always thought it was a very British thing. You know, and so I can't help myself looking for sherries at Christmas here. So hopefully, if you've got a bunch here, you can. Um, that'll be the time of year you'll certainly shift it to the Brits. I would have thought. No problems. You can pre-order now. Okay, there you go. There you go. You've heard it from Sark. We'll give you all the details later on in the interview. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, basically, it's predominantly South African wines, but you were saying you also sourced uh, Italian wines. Um, how did you find the suppliers for those wines? Uh, for South Africa, actually, these are the ones that I actually go there, get on my little car, drive around the country, and, and taste the wines and visit and, and to find out myself. For the Italian wines, I uh, the, 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 my current suppliers I met through the wine fairs in Hong Kong, and they very happily send me samples and, and, and talk deals over the phone. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to visit those countries because of what's been happening recently. And so, But as soon as uh, we're allowed to travel again, I'll be definitely back on my flying horse and I'll be all over the wine producing countries and trying to source the best value wines I can find. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm and I'm just looking up at the shelves now, you know, there's an amazing diversity of, of wines and some great labels and and you know when you I that always impressed me actually with even the likes of Welcome and Fusion and Taste and Park and Shop they always seem to have a decent supply a broad range of wines but in fact actually none of your wines have I seen in any of the supermarkets here would that be fair to say that's absolutely accurate uh as far as I'm concerned, all, all the wines I sell are sold exclusively from uh, at Leader Key in Mui Wall. It won't, won't be available anywhere else. Okay, all right, that's cool. 
And also you do um, a delivery service, I understand, since the C19 thing has kicked in and people find themselves being quarantined from two weeks off of the aeroplane, I guess the best way then is to just fill up your uh, pantry with wine and you're the guy to deliver it these days. Absolutely, we do uh, deliveries twice, at least twice a week, uh, more if requested, and uh, we're happy to do so for a very low amount of minimum charge at uh, $799 worth of wine only. Okay, yeah, so if, you, if you're going to spend $800, then you can get get wines delivered from anywhere in Moiwo and also across Lantau, or is, is there any sort of area where you cut so, off? There's no restriction, it's throughout Hong Kong. Oh, okay, oh, that's right, actually. So that reminds me that you also have quite a few accounts in central in Hong Kong and across Hong Kong. Um, how's that going? Are they still, you know, uh, is there still the demand there? or There, there is demand. Um, I don't do too much aggressive marketing I'd rather spend sort of more the the time and resources on making sure my customers are happy uh, I invest on them and so if they're satisfied with uh, the service then they can spread the word by word of mouth and I tend to get a business referred to me that way okay and what about any future plans I would very much like to uh, get back out there to the wine world actually to to explore investigate uh, all sorts of good uh, undervalued wines, interesting wines I can bring back to Hong Kong, which nobody else is doing. But uh, that very much depends on when we can get going again, um, hopefully the, within the next six months. Um, but um, always looking to expand and look for interesting wines, pe- uh, wines that my clients would like me to investigate and bring back. I'm always open to, to ideas and some offers. And what I, what I must say is it, it's got a great kind of atmosphere, this wine shop here. And it, it's great to have something in Moiwo, which is independent. Um, it kind of, it looks good. It's, it provides a service. I don't think you can go to Welcome or Fusion or even 759 and get wine delivered easily these days. And, and you're filling that void. I'd like to wish you all the very best in your business here. And I, I think... You know, you've been going since about, what, March? And it's taken off pretty well, I think. Yeah, so it coincided with, uh, you know, the <laughs> trade wars, viruses, uh, social unrest. So uh, I've only been going for a few months, but it hasn't been a dull few months at all. It's been most very most interesting and kept me on my toes, kept me thinking. And uh, I guess we just have to keep, remain positive and hope that we have somehow turned the corner and uh, things will only get better from here on in. I understand you have a Facebook page under Leader Key, which is spelled L E D E R Q U A Y. Okay, and you have a website. So your your website address is vigilantforvalue.com. Okay, so that's vigilantforvalue.com. All one word. All vigilant. one word. That's it. Okay, brilliant. All right. Well, all the best, mate. Thank you very much for the interview. Next week we'll interview Tom Midgley of Café Paradiso fame. And finally, this week's shout-out to a local Lantau business goes to my neighbours. No, not HSBC. They're in enough trouble this week as it is. The other side, Lantau Base Camp, located two doors down from Vibe. Run by John Rem, Lantau Base Camp is Hong Kong's first trail running shop. They are the gateway to its largest island and green lung. No matter how you want to enjoy it, they're ready to support you. 
run, hike, water sports, cycling, guided experiences and giving free advice as always. They're open from 9am until 7pm daily. For more information, you can visit their Facebook page, Lantau Base Camp, or website, lantaubasecamp.com. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to the third Vibe Book and Music Shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. You get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green. Like a dream of a new world. They must have held their breath. Afraid it would disappear before they could touch it.